Hey, Eric Bischoff here. And if you're looking for the inside scoop, all of the information, look no further than the Rigside Podcast. You're listening to the Ringside Podcast. Welcome to Ringside. The show that brings you all that is pro wrestling, news, interviews, and opinions. You know what? You know what? You just made the list. Really? With Daniel Spencer. The jabroni beaten. <laughs> Jeremy Wallman. That I'm the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. And Justin Kruger. I make my own rules because it's much easier that way. And now let's ring the bell and start the show. To the Ringside Podcast. I'm Daniel Spencer. I'm Jeremy Woman. And um, no JK again this week. Is he alive? He is. I, I, I've seen him breathe. Okay. Has I haven't been able to get him to return any. I, I don't. I think he hates us. I'm not sure. Well, you know, I'm not sure. I do have. Um, I do have. Um, you know, some people that um, said, "Hey, if they want us to take, they 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 offered to take a spot right now." And Ooh. I thought, I thought maybe um, that might, you know, the uh, maybe maybe so. Maybe we'll bring them, bring this person on, and uh, they can help co-host with us a couple times. So um, maybe we'll do I that. Hate, I don't hate that idea at all. We'll bring it on the. Well, maybe we'll bring them on the next episode. You know them very well, and they're actually later later in the show. You'll hear them. They're part of the. WTF segment of the week, which is was that funny? Uh, and that is our our own the doctor Ted McNamara, and um, awesome. Yeah, he by the way who celebrated a birthday uh, this past weekend. So happy birthday again to Ted, the man beast, and um, yeah. So we'll we'll maybe we'll, we need to get him on the next episode or something like that. So that'd be awesome. I'll open up a cold one here, and uh, are you trying to have broken skull sessions up in here? Well, this is a this is our, my cold one is a Mountain Dew Zero Sugar Baja Blast. <laughs> so <laughs> fair enough. The best uh, version of Mountain Dew Zero Sugar, by the way, the Baja Blast. Just in my opinion, my humble opinion. I, I've never had Baja Blast. So I could not comment on that. Uh, change your life, man. Change your life, pal. All okay. All right. So um, I'll, give it, I'll give it a shot. I mean, you wouldn't endorse something that sucked other than JK. So, um, <laughs> well, maybe yeah. that's why he won't come back. Because because he sucks. No, because I won't stop making jokes. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. Well, you know, it is what it is. Um. Maybe we'll see how how that goes, but man, a lot has gone on in the last week or so. We're leading up to when it comes to the WWE side, we're leading up to the corporate money in the bank, climb the corporate ladder. Uh, I'm I'm excited to see how they how this how this takes fold and how this lays out, uh, which is scheduled what two weeks away from that now. As we're recording, we are this? Uh, by the time that this. No, well, no, it's a week from Sunday, so it's about we're about twelve. So yeah, yeah, two but weeks. By I the mean, time this airs, we're probably about ten days away. Well, I mean, this is gonna as soon as this we're recording. It's gonna air the day this is recording. So I mean, we can. It's not gonna. Okay, yeah, so I mean, that's gonna go out pretty soon. So yeah, um, uh, so it's a lot, um, a lot of build up, a lot of stuff. I, I will say, you know, uh, that AEW is doing their thing, leading up to their double or nothing. Um, if that's, I heard rumors that was, they canceled it all together and I heard rumors that they're still having it. I, I don't know. So, um, we'll see what happens there. Not to mention as we're recording this, uh, we have night two of rebellion, the impact special, 
um, that will air. But by the time you're probably probably by the time you're hearing this, though, night two already has already happened. Um, so we won't really talk too much about night two. Although I could talk about night two, but Jeremy hasn't seen it yet, oh. so technically can't. Um, but we can talk about night one, and um, we can discuss that. I mean, we could talk about both nights. I mean, I'm professional enough as far as it's concerned. I understand that this thing's going to air till later, so. Uh, you know, I can still talk about it without giving the spoilers away. Um, well, I guess maybe not because the main event. <laughs> um, and then um, and then also, uh, yeah, just uh, what's been going on, what OVW's been doing. Uh, so a lot to discuss. We'll kind of break down uh, everything. But first, I want to give a shout-out to our sponsor. That's right, Collar and Elbow. When you go to CollarNumberBrand.com, use promo code RINGSIDE, all capital letters. You save 10% and you help the RINGSIDE podcast out. And um, all the best apparel today of wrestling apparel you can get right now. And we appreciate, keep using that promo code RINGSIDE. A lot of you do it weekly. Uh, two or three times a week I get an email saying, We've sold merchandise, and that just does nothing but pump and help the Ringside Podcast out every portion, and, and in the in, in in the in the long run too, or in the in, what I guess what the better part of that is that you're getting you as the consumer are getting the best wrestling apparel today while you're supporting the Ringside Podcast using promo code Ringside. So, ColorNobleBrand.com promo code Ringside, all capital letters. You save ten percent. And once again, you help the Ringside Podcast out, and we appreciate that as well. Absolutely. We teased um, a couple of weeks about, um, you know, uh, well, maybe it was last week about following us uh, on social media and being a giveaway. I'm going to post a picture this week. So as you're hearing this, be stand by on our Instagram and Twitter page. And I guess it'll go on Facebook too. You have to be following one of us or following all those. Uh, the better their chances uh, to follow all of them. Um, on the at ringside podcast, and when you see this picture, it's going to be a picture of an eight by ten signed. Okay, I'm not going to tell you who it's signed by, but you'll know because I'm going to post one eight by ten autographed by a person. When you see that eight by ten autographed by that say that say that person, then you will know that if you comment with it, the code word. And Jeremy, do you know what the code word is? No, because you never tell me anything. The code, I hear it live on I, the show. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I didn't. I, I was expecting you to say no. What is it? That's what I was waiting for you to say. But you, yeah, the code word is balls. That's right. B a l l s. Use the promo code. Use the code word balls on either one of those comments. Either reply through Twitter, comment on ring on the ringside uh, Instagram or the Facebook page. Jesus. Use the code word balls. Uh, hashtag ringside giveaway, you, you know, then um, you will be entered to win, and uh, you'll and we'll draw next week. We'll announce the winner on here, live on the air. Well, it won't be live on the air, live the tape on the air, and uh, you'll win. You'll win uh, a gift. And even though we're gonna post a picture of an eight by ten, it does not mean that eight by ten is what you win because I will give you a choice of gifts to choose from. So there you go. Please tell me the sign eight by ten isn't from you. No, not at all. Okay, all right, not at all. All right, so there you go. So that's uh, we'll get our business out of the way. Uh, keep co-word balls. All right. So, um, anyways, uh, so where do we want to start, Jeremy? Uh, let, let's let's start with Raw. An interesting Raw from last night. Okay. Interesting Raw this week, so um, yeah. I mean, I, I you know, I, I think overall it was I I enj- sort of enjoyed it a little bit. Uh, there were some there yeah. were some moments where I was like, oh, okay, but for the most part, I think it was good good produced Raw for for an empty arena show. Um, what so? What's your take on it? What what, what do you got? Uh, I liked it as soon as the show started. They announced that we were going to get Oscar versus Nia versus. Seeing the Baszler, I was like, "Wow, that's a that's a WrestleMania, that's a paper, that's a pay per view." Now, obviously, the match never happened, but still, it nice tease. We had the return of Jinder Mahal, like that. Um, I like where where the Drew and Seth stuff is going, uh, but you, you you hit the nail on the head earlier. This was as good as an empty arena Raw 
could have been uh, without bringing The Rock back or Hulk Hogan coming out and leg dropping uh, the entire uh, Andrade team. Uh, It's good stuff. I I like it, and I just hope. I've been seeing some stuff on, on, again, I refer to the the places where, and I don't just go anywhere where uh, Teddy in the basement can write something up and put out a rumor. There's a couple of, of reputable sites that I, that I do stand by and the rumblings are Vince is pretty much blaming the low viewership completely on Drew being the champion and that they're going to either try to hurry up and get Roman to come back uh, and bring them to raw or they're going to uh, try to do what they can to get Brock to come back and win the title. I I just really hope that he's a little bit more patient. He's a little bit more understanding. I'd like to say I'd hope he's a little more sane these days, but as I'm sure we'll speak to you in a minute, if you saw the end of SmackDown, uh, his sanity can't be really questioned at the moment. Um, but we'll leave that for the SmackDown review. I like the Raw. I, I give it, you know, I give it three and a half, uh, you know, three and a half stars. It, it was a decent Raw. It didn't make me want to turn off the TV. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it was it was a decent Raw. I, lo- I like the contract signing at the end. Yeah, I thought that was done well with Murphy being involved too, and um, you know I, I like that. Um, I liked uh, the only thing I'm, I'm I'm a little curious about that's kind of you know this Sand- Cedric Alexander and and um, Ricochet's team. Thing. Yeah, um, I don't know where they're going with that. I, I, I feel like maybe it's leading to them causing each other. Maybe they're going to win, 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 and then one of one of them mess, messes with each other, causes them to lose, and they turn into an angle where they're those two take on a and start a feud together. I don't know. Maybe that's maybe maybe that's what I want to see. That, I don't that's know. probably best case scenario because you're not right now. They're setting up a feud, which, by the way, one of the most uh, we, I don't think we talked about. There, maybe we did, and I just forgot. Tried to forget it. But the segment with the Viking Raiders last week when they were. Riding in the car, talking. That yeah. was one of the stupidest segments in the history of, of, of Monday Night Raw. And then to, to follow up with this week, uh, I, I, I liked I liked the interview this week. They want the smoke. Uh, the street profits are going to give them the smoke. And uh, Raw Raw. The reason why I, I don't know what they're going to do with Cedric and Ricochet is because Raw is an extremely depleted tag team has an extremely depleted tag team division right now. And who else, after the Viking Raiders beat the Street Profits, who else are you going to throw in there as as another viable team? So I don't know. But big fans of both Cedric Alexander and Ricochet have been for a very long time, will continue to be. And, I mean, there there just wasn't too much bad about Raw last night or the other night. Whichever night y'all hear this, this week, week. this week, yeah, just this week. (laughs) This week's raw. This week's raw was was good to watch. It was entertaining, and I didn't really have any gripes. I'm still not really sure um, how many of Seth's followers are going to return back. I mean, where's KO been the last few weeks? He won his match at Mania, and Seth gets pushed to the main event. I, I don't understand that, but. Uh, as we always say, there's a reason they do everything, and, and, and we'll see. Maybe this is going to be paid off with with uh, KO entering the the, the title title scene. So I don't know, but you know, I, I did. I I enjoyed Raw last night. You know, last week we talked about um, you know the rumors that were speculating that some of those um, uh, stars are going to show back up on Raw, or whatnot, and you had Maria sending a. Um, uh, sending a, a tweet that did basically us tweet that trolled us all, uh, saying she was going to make an announcement at Raw on Raw or during Raw. Made it sound like it was she was going to be on Raw. Then that announcement came out that there was a released person going to be on Raw, which supposedly both Drake Maverick and Sarah Logan were at Raw, and they used Sarah Logan quite a bit, her name quite a bit on Raw. So I think they were prepared to use her, and they didn't. It seems like right. Um, so, um, you've got that, you had, uh, I, I still heard that it's still a work, 
Uh, remember, I messaged you. We didn't talk about it on the show, but supposedly the Rusev release is actually at work, and he's going to eventually come back in Lana's defense or something like that, which if that's the case, and I'm okay with that, and it makes perfect sense because why would you release one of the greatest talents, one of the best talents you have on the roster? But, you know, then again, I don't know. It could be just, once again, a rumor and, uh, but a lot of times when there's smoke, there's fire. Um, and, um, yeah, so, I, you know, now wh- let's talk a little bit about SmackDown, though. Um, SmackDown was quite a show. I, I, I'm, um, I, the ending, the Triple H 25th anniversary, I was curious to see what they're going to do with this because, obviously, no fans – um, they're, um, how they're going to go about this. I will say I popped, liked it when Triple H was getting ready to do the spit and a security guy came by and grabbed the water from him with a mat. He had a mask, everything on. That was pretty funny. And I love that Triple H showed it pretty well. Like, what do you, what, what, what's going on? You know, gets in the ring, does his thing, starts to talk. And here comes old man, Shawn Michaels, um, coming out. Um, you know, I, I got to say, I love Sean and Triple H together, and I, I was watching it. I was kind of giggling a little bit, but it was, but it still, it, it wasn't, I feel like I was expecting more when I saw that, and um, I, I don't know. Uh, I think Sean, but then Sean saved it, that moment got saved when Stephanie calls, and that he's making fun of her in the background and that whole gimmick, and she calls him lazy eyed and all that. So was, that was funny. Um, then when Ric Flair mumbled a bunch of stuff and kept gibberish going on and on, and then Road Dog calls him out. What was he gibber? What was he mumbling about? You know, like that was that. Those little things like that are funny. They they're, they're they, you know they made me right, pop. Right. Right. Um, well, then Rick called. I think it was going into commercial or coming back from commercial. Rick was crying on the phone. Uh, thank God, you know, for the longest time, we've joked about me and you agreeing on so much that it's almost become uh, nauseating to an extent. So I'm really glad that, that we differ on this just a little bit. Um, I, I watched the tw- the 25th anniversary part. Well, I watched the entire show. I, I, again, I like. I don't know if it's just because maybe I'm a little delusional because I've been stuck in the house for six weeks. Uh, maybe I don't know what it might be. Hysteria starting to set in, but I'm, I, I really like everything from New Day, Usos, Ms. Morrison, to Mandy and Otis, to the Hacker. Everything going uh, Bray and Braun. I really enjoy what's going on on WWE television right now. And the 25th. Uh, back to my point, the 20. I, I thought it was hilarious. I loved every part of the. The road dog calling in, Stephanie calling in, calling him lazy eye, uh, Ric Flair calling in, Vince coming out. I thought Vince, I thought Vince's part was almost one of those things where it was so bad, yeah. it was awesome. When he, was, he it, and he it, even it, talked about it. he even like talked about so bad moments like that segment was was boring like crickets like the go, the uh, the gobbly gooker gooker whatever it was. Um, yeah, and then he, he showed all the triple H. They showed all the triple H's losses that made. I mean, I just that, I oh, no, it. Maybe, that made me. No, that was great. No, I'm not. I'm, look, here's the thing. I'm, I'm, I'm. I haven't got to the whole like I'm explaining it in detail about like, what was going on in my head. Okay, fair enough. So, fair enough. So like, and then you know, and then here, yes. I, I, thanks for bringing it up because I kind of forgot. But yes, when dude. When he shows, soon as he says, let's show all your great moments from WrestleMania, and he shows the one match, and he goes, lost. And then he shows the second. As soon as I saw the second one, I was like, oh, no. He's showing every. And then in my head going, oh, my goodness, he's lost like 12 matches at Mania, three to The Undertaker, to Cena. To, you know, I, started, I started thinking of all of them. I'm like, he has lost like everything, like all these matches to, to uh, in Mania. Like, he's, he's lost more than he's won. Like, it um, which was kind of funny, like I, you know, uh, I just Roman Reigns, like I just started thinking of everybody, Daniel Bryan, like I'm like, man, he's really Ronda Rousey, like he's holy cow, the dude's lost so many matches, and uh, 
So once I saw the se- once I saw the first, one, I kind of knew where they're going. As soon as I saw the second match, yep, that's where they're going. And I just, yeah, I just went. I laughed so hard. I was like, "That's great," uh, because I really started remembering everything and thinking before they get to the matches. Like he's really lost a lot of freaking matches at Mania. Like uh, mm-hmm. you know, and then people want to complain about him putting Sting over. Like, uh, or I mean, I mean, uh, he, uh, him not putting Sting over. It's like, dude. Uh, he loses everything else. At least let him get one <laughs> sting. But um, but no. So uh, you uh, you got that, and then you've got um, yeah uh, uh, Vince McMahon coming out doing the thing. You know, basically calling out being boring, making fun of the other segments has been terrible, including ba- including Bailey's "This Is Your Life," which I thought was hilarious because I kind of forgot about that, and that was a. That was one of the worst segments they ever did in history. Um, thank, thank goodness, because old Vince wouldn't have gave two craps. He would have said what he said and kept it moving. But he he did stop and say, "That's no indictment on Bailey. Like that's not her fault. Yeah, we made, yeah. We made her do. We made her do that. Old Vince would have been like, nobody cares. Let's keep going. Yeah. So, so that that was good. I mean, I I saw a lot of people have a, a negative reaction to the end. And I was like, man, maybe I'm just a wrestling nut. Maybe I just look into it more in depth, well, but here's I, the thing. I, I loved it. Here's I the thing it. too. Yeah. It was for what, for what they, and this is, and I don't, this is not a negative comment. Okay. At all. But for what they have, what they have access to and what they're, the limitations of what they can do. It was great. Now you put it in an arena, yeah. You put it in a different circumstance, like a normal. Then, then it would not be like like that. It would probably would have turned into an angle. Somebody would have come out and busted it, started up, boom. Next thing you know, there's a SummerSlam or your WrestleMania next year match, something like that. It would have maybe they showed uh, that time when The Rock showed up and they were talking, and The Rock was like, you know, oh yeah, every time we met, I you know I kicked your butt. I, what? I rock bottom you right here. No, I, I'm pretty sure I pedigreed you and. You know, that whole thing that happened a few years ago, which actually was supposed to lead to a match of them at uh, WrestleMania 32 in and uh, Dallas. But nonetheless, um, you know, that uh, that's it, it's just that would have been different. So, yes, I was entertained. I, and I actually was more of like a I, is the show really is it really going? It's it's going off like this is it. This is, this is what's <laughs> happening. All the lights are going out. Like this is this is how they're ending SmackDown tonight. I cannot believe they did that. I cannot. I, I I'm shocked. Like uh, so. Um, so I gotta give them. I gotta give it credit that I was actually more like laughing at the fact that they literally ended with that, and literally ended with and calling Vince calling it a terrible segment, calling it a, a sleeper and everything. It was like wow. That was um, that was that was that was funny. Uh, I liked it. You know, and it shows that they could all make fun of themselves. WWE is making fun of themselves. Vince was Triple H. They were all making fun of themselves. Um, you know, so and Sean allowed the lazy eye comment. She allowed the you know him making fun of her. No fun, Stephanie, and all. You know, they're all allowing those comments to happen to make fun of themselves. So it's. Um, you know, it's 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 fun, and Triple H has been known to do that for for years. So, anyways, I had to bring that up. You know, and and honestly, since it is Triple H's twenty fifth anniversary, however you want to call it, um, we didn't really plan this, but I mean, uh, we had to. I mean, uh, one of my favorite Triple H moments, um, you know, is probably I, I would say any time. Well, I mean, it's a lot of DX moments, really. Um, but it has to be probably when he returned, uh, in, in, uh, 2002, uh, from his quad injury at, uh, Madison Square Garden, uh, before the Royal Rumble. I mean, that was, that was pretty massive. That was a pretty big pop and that was pretty, um, pretty amazing. Yeah. I mean, as far, as far as entering stuff's concerned, that's where I would, that, that would have been my first pick. But as far as outside the ring, since you went inside, I'll go outside. Uh, the segment at the at the drive-through wedding chapel in Las Vegas. <laughs> oh yeah, that's good. <laughs> loved it, loved it. Um, I'm trying to think, trying to think of other. Oh yeah, they I also mean, made the fun of Katie. Said, they also made fun of Katie Vick, which I thought was. Yes, good. I was about to say that. Yeah, uh, but the uh, well, that that wasn't great. It was great they could make fun of what happened. Wasn't great, but even the night that the Undertaker and Triple H. 
both returned and they they both looked up at the mania sign. Uh, that that was a great moment. Now, there's so, there's so, we can do a whole show on Triple H, and, and it oh, would have will. to last three or, three or four hours for us to get everything in. So, uh, but yeah, that, that, those are my favorite moments. Yeah, we and we will we will get a we will have a Triple H show in the future. Actually, when we plan, we probably just need to plan that one of the first shows back out of quarantine, and uh, you know we can sit down and have a. We haven't had a wrestler discussion episode where we talk about one specific wrestler in a while. And uh, it's been a while, yeah. It's been a while. All right. So, um, <laughs> so yeah. So WWE's uh, impre- you know what they got going on with them now. Right now, it looks like uh, Apollo Cruz is out of the Money in the Bank. With the injuries, I'm pretty sure that it looks like they probably will replace him with some sort of um, um, maybe Jinder Mahal or something no, like that. So. Look, look, okay, so real quick, just my conspiracy theory about that. Before Ross, when, not before, when Ross started, sitting in the living room with my wife and my brother, turned Raw on, and I just noticed that Apollo Crews didn't look like himself. And they, we started talking about, well, they start bringing people out for uh, for the MVP VIP lounge, and I said, "I look." And again, we can call them up. You can ask them. Uh, don't really care if you believe me or not. But I looked at my brother and I said, "There's no way Apollo Cruz can piece the money in the bank." I had just read the thing about Vince, and I feel like that that flop's going to be Brock Lesnar. Oh, and and, and Vince is going to pull the trigger and bring him back, and he's going to cash in that night to win the title. I hope I'm wrong about that. I really do. But I feel like maybe it's not Brock Lesnar. Go ahead. But wasn't that last year? Didn't he literally go to the money bank, come in at the last minute, take the title, take the cash in? Okay. Yep. Okay. It was it was pretty rapid. And it may, maybe it's not Brock per se, but whoever it is that he wants to bring in to take that title off of Drew since he thinks it's Drew's fault, that that the ratings are down when, it, in all actuality, its families are able to spend more time together. So they're going outside. There, there will be a time if this pandemic continues, which I hope it doesn't, where people are going to get tired of going out and doing stuff all the time. And they're because I mean, in my neighborhood, people practice social distancing very, very well. But they're out in their yard. They're doing yard work. The kids are playing in the front yard. It's just like it was when I was growing up, but with 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 that being said, it's going to come to a point where all this extra freedom is going to get boring. Yeah, and they're going to be like, ah, let's go back to watch. Let's go back to watching our shows. So I feel like Drew's going to get the short end of the stick. He's getting blamed already. He's a phenomenal athlete, a, a great wrestler, and I feel like he, I feel like he's going to pay the price. Regardless, and that open slot for Money in the Bank is going to go to whoever Vince's handpicked, uh, whether it's Seth, whether it's Roman, whether it's Brock. We know it's not Cain Velasquez because he was, re- thank God, he was released today. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. I just hope that the Money in the Bank is entertaining. I feel like it will be. I'm very, very interested in seeing this new format. And, Maybe it's a, maybe maybe it's the thing that continues on tradition wise like this. Maybe it's not, but I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, that, let's talk about that. Shocking, Kane Velasquez. And I wonder if this uh, COVID nineteen has something to do with that. But released from his multi year contract that uh, he signed, um, you know, uh, he could he signed some kind of a giant deal and all this stuff. But you know, with um, you know, they brought him in. He pretty much lost to Brock Lesnar in less than a, in what two minutes or something. And yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. You know, I I don't know. I thought, and there could be possibly looked into it. It goes, look, we all we we made a deal for this amount of money, um, this amount of return, and, and he didn't. You know, no one cared about him doing this fight. So maybe after all, at all, you know, it wasn't worth it. Um, so. You know, but, but apparently, apparently, also in the article I read about Brock and Vince's unhappiness, he allegedly has told the entire roster, "I'll let you out of your contract if you want." So that way, he doesn't. Because I feel like he's kept on some people that didn't want to be there, and he's let some people go who did. And in order to rectify that a little bit, now it's purely speculation on my part. Nobody has said this. 
Vince hasn't said it, but in my mind, he's like, you know what? I'm going to let everybody know that if they want to leave, they can leave. Whoever stays, stays. That'll allow me to bring some of the people back that I've seen emotional and wanting to be here. And then uh, mm-hmm. just let those people that don't want to be here anymore go. So, uh, so the Kane Velasquez thing, that really wasn't a shock to me because that never really got started. Yeah, and I did see that possibility where they're saying that um, they're allowing, if you, requ- if you request a release, you're allowing you to be released. So, that, and I guess if that's true, then maybe in the next month, if people are granted, at, if people are getting releases, it's possible it could be the granted versions of them, that, you know, asking for it. You know, and this is this is the time. This is if that's truly the case. Now you're going to see who really wants to be there, who doesn't, because now they can le- legit get out of their contract. Um, I think the smart move would be like if I like, for example, if I wanted to leave, like. I, you know, I want to leave a job before, and I may, I may want to leave the job, but unless I'm ninety percent of the time, you usually are going to have something in, in plan your next move. So if you leave, you ha- you're going somewhere else to make income. Right. So I'm assu- I would assume now, of course, if future endeavored or whatever, that's a different story. But I'm, but I would assume that if anybody is asking for the release, they probably already had a conversation with. Um, off the record, not a not a legal conversation because they can't do that. But with maybe a Tony Khan or a Scott Demore or something like that, they know, you know, you know, and they can say something like, "Hey, let me know when you're when you're eligible to talk," you know, kind of deal. And that just let, and all that that's just enough to let them know. Well, we're interested in bringing you in, so that's enough to probably some of the wrestlers to say, "Hey, all right, I'm gonna go ahead and get my release." Now they might not match the same amount of money or come club, but you know. Um, some of these guys are making good money and, uh, you know, they want to, they want to be happier. I mean, there's, there's, there's many, many times in people in life and even in regular non, non WB or just regular general day to day, door to door, nine to fives, regular nine to fives where people will choose lesser money to be happier, you know, in a different yeah. position. Um, as long as your bills are paid and things are met, you'll do that. And I've, I've known many people do that before. Where they take a risk for a year or two, and then they end up, hey, it worked out in their favor. So, um, so, if, so we'll see if those, there's any of those guys out there who really, really want to leave the WWE and look at maybe greener pastures, if possible, or just retire. Period. So we'll see. But um, yeah, I mean, King Lassus just made made sense for sure, as you were saying. Um, had no business in the WWE. Now, you know, right now with. Uh, you know, Rob Gronkowski, you know, that one's a little interesting because, you know, just last week it announced that he was, I think it was last week, it announced that he was uh, coming out of retirement and uh, going to be traded to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, who to um, play with his old pal um, Tom Brady. And um, what was funny about that is that he supposedly signed an all, also a multi-year deal with WWE to wrestle and do other stuff. So it's like, you know, in the, in the, during the football season, you're not going to be able to wrestle or do anything, and then you can do something in the pro se- in the in the uh, postseason or during the off season, which is right now. But you won't be able to do anything come July slash August, all the way up to pretty much February if you're planning on going to the Super Bowl. So. Um, that's, I mean, if you think for one second that Rob Gronkowski is going to go to Tampa and practice like everyday players do, you got another thing coming. Rob Gronkowski is the first ballot Hall of Famer. He's going to go to the. He's going to go uh, Monday. Monday. Monday's normally your off day during the week. Tuesdays and Wednesdays are film days. Thursday and Friday and on a normal week. Thursday and Friday are your. Thursdays your non-contact drills, Fridays your contact drills, and Saturday you do more film review. That dude ain't gonna be—he's gonna show up on game day, so he'll have plenty, uh, in my opinion, of time to do stuff with the WWE. That's one they're not gonna let go. That guy's gonna uh, get them so much mainstream uh, coverage; okay. it's gonna be ridiculous. He, but we, he cannot we, do. We, 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 we will see a twenty-four-seven champion. Uh, crowned during an NFL game this year, and then. Rob will beat him back for it during during the game, but this this is this right here is like Candyland for Vince. He look, loves this. look. I'm I, what I'm saying is that he cannot. 
doing this, you're saying that because I'm not saying he's going to show up at practice every day and all that stuff. No, but he's got he's got things that he does. And being a being an NFL football player, you've got meetings and stuff you got to go to. So he's not just going to show up on Sundays and that's it. He's going to be showing up other times and doing the work because to be as good as he is, he does the work. And Tom Brady also does the work, um, whether it's watching videotape uh, of other practices or not, or deflating <laughs> balls, whatever you want to call it. But he's what is it? What is it with you and balls today? That's the that's the co word of the day. Um, hey, hey, hey. Uh, so, but, but that, no, I don't. I don't think he's going to be as. Once you get to a certain level in the NFL, you don't. You don't have to go to practice every day. You don't have. But but all I'm saying is is that he's more than likely going to have plenty of time to devote four days a week to NFL take a day or two off and give the WWE one day a week. And it's not going to be every week. Cause I, I just it's don't see him being a part. And, there, and, the, and there's the thing. I would love to see, you know, some kind of a cross promotion where someone shows up and taxi him on the sideline and rolls him up and grabs the 24 seven title and runs off and all that kind of stuff. I mean, that, that would be interesting, fun to see and, you know, uh, if you ever see him have the title with him and he's promoting it on the side of the, the 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 game or whatever at the game, you know pretty much then something like that is really legit going to happen. But I have a feeling I could see it more and more happening. Like they film it and show it later where he was at practice or he was in pregame warmups where that happened and stuff like that. It wouldn't be. I think we're going to see the know. title change in hands during an NFL game. I really do. Are you going to put you put money on it? Uh. I'm- I'm not Pete Rose, uh, but I, I would I would still say uh, shout out to Pete Rose though. He should be in the Hall of Fame. He's uh, yeah, no doubt. In there. He's in the WWE Hall of Fame. But uh, but um, yeah, ab- absolutely. I, let's, I'll bet you ten dollars. Let's let's put ten dollars on it. All right, ten dollars. So my so ten dollars that it will happen during a game, and if it doesn't, then. I mean, it could happen in an NFL setting, and that doesn't count as in the game. You're saying in the game. Correct. Okay. I'm All right. saying in the end zone, he, t- he scores the touchdown, and out of nowhere, somebody comes and rolls him up and wins the title. I, uh, yeah, I don't uh, – uh, I-, I say no to that. I do think it's in an NFL setting, but just not a game. But so – All right. Fair there's, there's our, there's Fair our, there, on this episode of the Ringside Podcast, we made that bet. So we'll, f- uh, we'll either – Come back in six months or whatever, or we'll, or a year, however long it takes. So, um, and there's a chance that he loses it before everything starts, and he then gets it back. I mean, this even if he loses it now, and this doesn't mean if he loses it now and gets it back. If he loses it now, if he gets it back, as long as he has the title during the NFL season, this this bet still is in, intact for for one season. Absolutely. Not we're not going to go Jesus from now for one season. So. All right, cool. All right, so yeah. I just wanted to get. All right, just want to get that out there because I don't want to. I don't want to, you know, it to be somebody. Oh, he like he already lost it, so it doesn't matter. He, you know, but he could win it back. It's twenty four seven championship. Luckily for you, I'm not a guy in my circle that's known for using a lot of semantics. That's another guy that I I hang out with. Uh, that's not me. So I'm absolutely saying during the NFL season, during an NFL game, there's going to be a roll up. For a pin, I know. Yeah, we got in an in a, in a NFL on Fox game. Perfect, perfect setting for it. That's where it's going to happen. Yeah. Okay. All right. Sounds good. Um, so uh, let's let's uh, break away from the king of of um, the sports entertainment world of WWE, and let's go over to the newly organization over the last couple of years called AEW. Uh, Jeremy, how do you feel about AEW? What I, I will say this before I go any further, I, I do think that, and I've and, I, and um, I've seen others talk about this. I do think that they, I do like the way they're producing their arena shows of having the 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 talent in the crowd, you know, kind of bringing a little bit of a noise factor, hills and babies on each side, and I like that. I think, yeah. and, I, and I, I know the baby's not going to copy because it or do it because it'd be copying. I know Impact's not going to do it because it'd be copying. I know all of that, but I do like that that thing they're doing. So I will give them a big plus. I, I, on I agree that. with you there. I, I agree with you there. Here's here's what I'll say. And uh, me and you both 
kind of said this in an earlier episode back when the quarantine was off. JK was here. We were all having a great time. And either you said it and I agree, or I said it and you agreed. It doesn't matter who did. It was probably me. But we said, if you took the crowd out of an AEW arena, it would not be great entertainment. And my opinion, just my opinion, I, I, I love the Exalted One storyline. I love what Matt Hardy was doing. But other than that, I mean, I haven't seen most of the wrestlers every week. Like, Hangman Page has only been on a couple shows here and there. Kenny Omega. You've got the tag team champions wrestling singles matches every other week. Um, have seen a lot of the Young Bucks. you got this TNT TV. And I know that it's been the last few weeks has been focused on that. But I just haven't seen being a completely trying to take off my 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 WWE slash OVW slash Impact glasses off and look at it objectively. I have not been entertained with the in-ring stuff other than last week when I think Kenny Omega wrestled a, an independent guy and almost lost to him. That's the only entertaining thing I've seen other than, again, taking Matt Hardy and the Exalted One stuff out of the equation. I've not been entertained at all. I haven't. Well, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt, as in they recorded um, six or seven weeks of TV. I think uh, I recorded I, I, all I, the I way up to that. Huh? I said I did see that, that they recorded like yeah. eight weeks of TV. All the way up to one night. Right. All the way. Well, it wasn't one night. It was it was in three days. Or one but, week. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah all the week. way up to, um, to, I think, Double or Nothing. And be, they also had... Certain days they had certain talent. Some they were available all three. Some were just one day. Some were two. Some whatever. So, and then they grabbed a lot of local guys in the Georgia area to come in. That's why you have some squash matches. But um, so the reason why you're probably not seeing some of these guys, they may not be available for those two of those days, but one or they didn't want to travel or whatever that may be during this pandemic. Okay, um, okay. So I'll give you the benefit. Of, give them the benefit of the doubt on that. But yeah. how come? I was, I've not been entertained with AEW for multiple weeks. And with Impact, I've been entertained every week. Maybe not from top to bottom, but I have been entertained every week with Impact. And I have just felt like I've just been watching. Nothing against it. I, just, I feel like I've been watching wrestling practice for the last few weeks on, on TNT. Well, that's because you're, you're watching them guys do spectacular moves and movesets and not storytelling. And you're watching the, on impact you're watching stories telling happen of what's going on in the ring compared to what's going on in their feud or in their angle or whatever um and in aw you're only getting that on a few select things you know you're only getting that in your top three your your cody road storyline your first your um inner circle storyline and then your Brody lee storyline um that's pretty much all you're getting um, because I don't think I'm missing. I mean, maybe Brit Breaker too. So, but I mean, you're, I will say that I will say that before I forget, the John Moxley versus Jake Hager match uh, did entertain me a little bit. So I don't want to make it sound like there was nothing because that is how it sounded. That that one was a what was it was I, I give that match three stars. And that, but that's there was storytelling for a non pay per view. Uh, yeah, but there was so, storytelling. Yeah, there's, there's storytelling. Yeah, yeah. But for the most part, that's not been prevalent there at all on yeah. AEW. But once they get their once they get their little marks back and their crowds back, the chant "This is awesome!" after the ring, the bell rings. Uh, every time somebody takes a breath, "This is awesome!" Holy crap! Once they get their people back, maybe that'll energize me a little bit more. But uh, right now, I'm just not feeling them. I'm not feeling them, dog. So, um, yeah, AEW is uh, you know it's it's. You know, I watch it, with, but it's still not. It's not. It's not what I call must see TV. And um, no, I think once no, you're, again, you're, it, you're it, absolutely it, right. NXT to me is killing it during that that Wednesday hour. And um, tell you what, shout out to that angle vignette, whatever you want to call it, between um, Johnny Gargano and Candice. Le- I mean, that was just my. Goodness, 
the final battle that was it. That was it. There's so Keith, the stuff Keith Lee, stuff with Undisputed Air versus Velveteen Dream, Finn Balor, all that uh, Killer Cross, Carrying Cross. I'm sorry, and Scarlet coming in and, and choking out uh, Champa. Yeah, we talked about that, that on the last episode, but I'm talking the kind about, of stuff. Yeah, that's the kind of stuff I want to see that entertains me from top to bottom. And right now. If I'm being honest, I watch all. You know, you know me. I watch all the all the shows: Ring of Honor, OVW, Impact, AEW, SmackDown, Raw, NXT. And for me, AEW is is the worst out there right now. So but- they haven't been. They haven't been when they, when they had crowds and stuff. They were they were and, they, and honestly, it, it could be we don't know, but it could be a, a situation where they're like, you know what. We're not going to advance any storylines. We're, we're going to try to waste this out, and we're just going to give the fans entertainment for right now. And if that's the case, I take all my remarks back. But it, it does. On a, the last month or so on AEW, it just feels like they've been treading water. But if that's the reason why, I get it. But, but back to – I mean, we talked about – on NXT, we talked about that last week, that episode. But did you see – the vignette between uh, that Johnny Gargano and Candice said, like, did in their in their like their, their dinner table. Did you see that? Yeah, that yeah. was amazing. I don't know if 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 Jimmy, aka Paradise, had you know I know he does a lot of production stuff and J- Jimmy Borash. I don't know. I'm pretty sure they had their hand on it because it just looked good. Um, so if they did, shout out to them. If they did not, I'm apologize for. Whoever needs to get credit, shout out to you for what you did. But that work right there of the, um, I guess, like multiple personality or split personality, Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde kind of attitude where either they're all smiley, goody, and then boom, they get black and white and they turn evil. Like that was just brilliant. And it was based on the way the delivery and their, their I mean, from the delivery to their to their facials, to of course the music and the color change, but like those things right, changed. Their, right. their 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 delivery and their facials changed on what they were delivering at that moment, which sold it even more. So I love this. Uh, I guess heel turn um, on the on this couple, and uh, I am I am I am strapped in, ready to go on this ride because I it is um, wow, uh, very impressive. Ring of, or, I'm sorry, NWA Power has been off the air for about three weeks, and the content they're not putting out is better than what AEW is putting out right now. I'm sorry, maybe I'm getting a little ridiculous now, but seriously, if you watch the Crockett Cup, that was better than anything. If you haven't, I, I implore you to go get on YouTube, search NWA, it'll come up, watch the Crockett Cup pay-per-view. Uh, it, that was recorded right after I believe the pandemic was announced. So they hurried up and got it out of the way in advance. Uh, and maybe they already record in advance anyway. So that, that, that's right. So they already had it in the, they already had it in the chamber ready to go and then decided not to uh, play the lead up content to that. It's to not to confuse anybody, but it was awesome. It's better than anything uh, that, that's being put out. And I, I'm not trying to like pile on AEW, and make it sound bad, but to me, it's the least entertaining out of all of the content that's out there right now. I'll be quiet. I'm sorry. So before we go uh, into OVW a little bit and Impact Wrestling, uh, let's um, let's go ahead and air today's WTF. Was that funny of the week? Here we go. Hey, this is Dr. Ted McNaylor. Why did the snail paint an S on his car what was so all of his friends could say hey look at that S car go alright that was the uh, WTF of the week from the uh, well, one, one thing yeah. one thing's for sure I, I knew, one thing's for sure this segment really has most, most of the time has got me thinking WTF after so it's serving its purpose uh, that one the, that one though I will say that one was funny and that that had Dr. Ted written all over it. So kudos. That one was funny. Um, 
KTD, if you need help with your jokes on your weeks, just hit me up beforehand. I don't want to help you. KTD did send us a video of the uh, the of, of an extra what uh, WTF. Now I've got a couple more we haven't aired yet, but uh, we're eventually going to put this video on the on the on the um, on the tw- on the Twitter and the Instagram, I guess, and Facebook. So you know, he sent it in, and um, we'll go ahead and and put that out there. And it was funnier than his last few, but it I think so far Ted's still beating him every week. Oh, oh yeah! I mean, so far if this if this were the NBA Finals, Doctor Ted, as I will call him respectfully, uh, would be gearing up for the sweep. Uh, no offense to KCD, he's one of the, the my most favorite people that's ever been in my house and almost somebody else's house. Uh, but Doc is killing it, man. Yeah, yeah. So there we go. So um, since we're on the subject of Man Beast and KTD, they are exclusive superstars right now with the Ohio Valley Wrestling, formerly known as o- Ohio Valley Wrestling, now OVW. I know you're like, what do you mean? It's the same thing. Well, the Ohio Valley Wrestling is kind of slowly dropping. So OVW, uh, we're going to talk about, and you know, we are the official podcast of OVW, and we don't really get to do that and talk about it much because they haven't really had any live action shows like most uh, other promotions um, in this area. But um, and they would have empty arena shows, although the state of Kentucky is not allowing it. So therefore, right. That is why they haven't, but they have done a very good job on their TV. Now, OVW went national on April the 3rd on on U2 America. That's UTA um, channel. You can find it on your on your cable provider or on any streaming device, too, as well. It airs every Friday night at midnight Eastern time, and then, you know, um, for, then Friday at 11 Central, so on and so forth. So, um you know, and locally here in this area, it still airs on Tuesday, but then it also airs Saturday night, and then it also airs Friday if you have the channel. Uh, but I will say this. They've done a very good job right now of um, of kind of giving you content and kind of how the angles and stories are getting up to where they're at today. They're catching you up. So that way, when right. we do go live, you know where you're, you know where you're at. But also, uh, they're taking you back. I mean, they just the episode last week, Took you back like two years ago, or two, when Amon started becoming the demon. And it was really cool to see that that um, that evolution of his character again and replay that. And I was like, "Wow, I forget some of that." What was great about it is here I am seeing Jeremy, his wife, and his family like sitting like right there in the front row or second row of um, sitting ringside of one of these episodes and. Uh, I thought it was pretty cool. I was like, "Look at that, Jeremy's uh, sitting there." And I, um, so um, yeah, so uh, you know, shout out to them what they're doing and what Al's still putting together. I mean, there's a lot of people going to be signed uh, to OVW. I know they're working on a couple people that might have been released from WBE. I can't give out any names, um, but um, it depends on if it work. It might just be one of those come in and come come in, do a couple spots, and leave. Um, but, uh, but Hey, you know, it it is what it is, but I know they're trying to sign some exclusive people. Let's touch place on impact a little bit too, as well. Um, you know, we, we had night one of rebellion. Jeremy, what'd you think of night one of rebellion last week? I like, I liked it. My my least favorite part was seeing you in the ring. Uh, (laughs) one of my more favorite parts was seeing the, the, the debut, if you will, of, of Kylie Ray. She's been one of my favorite indie uh, female wrestlers for quite a while, so that was awesome. Um, I love seeing Willie Mack overcome the odds. Uh, again, just so much, so much good stuff on Impact, and I really, really never thought I would say that again. Uh, as those of y'all that have followed the show from day one, I literally spent probably about the first year and a half taking a verbal dump on Impact every week, and... I think I think it's great television now. I, I don't really know how else to explain. What do you What do you think about the main event of night one? Sammy Callahan versus Oh yeah, Ken yeah, Shamrock. yeah. How did I forget? How did I forget that? I loved it, especially at the end where OBE came out and teased jumping Shamrock, and then Sammy turned on them and beat the crap out of them. 
I lo- and the ending, loved it. Yeah. It, um, yeah, I mean, it definitely had your cinematic Lucha Underground kind of feel to it a little bit. Uh, and I like it. I like it a lot. I think Impact's, there's a lot, I have a feeling we're going to see a lot more of that, uh, those kind of things. But yeah, so night two um, is, airs this week, and some of you, as you're hearing this, you've already watched it. So, and, um, you know, and, and then, of course, you got the future of the Impact World Championship. And it's interesting because, as you heard last week, both Eddie Edwards and Tessa Blanchard did not make the trip to Rebellion uh, due to Tessa Blanchard being stuck in Mexico. And then Eddie Edwards got things he's got to take care of with the COVID-19. So they did not make the trip. Um, therefore, that title match is not going to happen. Although, Michael Elgin, Big Mike, stated that um, – he will become Impact World Champion before the night's over with. Hmm. What's to say? I can't, what? I can't wait to see. I don't, I don't know how. I mean, you do. I don't know how that turns out, but I'm very, very intrigued. So um, we'll see what happens. And, and like I said, I, I, I could. by the time you're hearing this, it already happened when it comes to the main event. But I wanna, I'm one of those people that don't like to do things. And Jeremy's very, very, very hardcore on never giving away spoilers. Because one time, I was excited to show him that Bobby Lashley was returning to WWE the night after Mania when I was there and taking a picture of the, of the screen that I saw. And he got very, very upset and very mad that I showed him. So I'm not going to talk I, about... I wasn't actually mad. I was just like, dang, douchebag. You know, people like to be surprised. But well, I, there you go. I wasn't like... Right, I wasn't like running around my my living room with my shirt off, waving it in the air, being red, bad, and, and angry online. I was just like, "Man, come on, dude." Well, and then, uh, but it, but but when it comes down to it, uh, it is a, it is a great night. One was great. Night two is going to be great. I can't wait to rewatch it. Um, and the 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 weeks afterwards, which we'll talk about over the next couple of weeks here on on Ringside, is also great because Impact Television, as, as Jeremy stated is one of the best wrestling shows on TV. It's very entertaining. It's it's very compared to what it used to be when Jeremy used to take a big dump all over it. It's night really and day do. difference. And uh, Jeremy, if Jeremy really enjoys it, you know that it's doing something because if Jeremy likes it, he'll tell you. If he doesn't like it, he'll tell you. So um, even if it and I means... Don't change my mind about, I don't change my mind about stuff very often. So uh, not that it would mean anything to the people at impact for me saying that I changed my mind about it, but I, I literally don't change my mind about a lot of things. And this is, this is one of the few. Well, I think that's, I think that's one of the things too, is that, you know, that, and I think that's what Scott Demore and, and the guys in the office and impact is, and Don Callis. And they were trying to do is that they realized that at one time impact was, had a big following, uh, and they lost a lot of that because of what it, what the company turned into. And I think their mm-hmm. goal is, yes, we want to get things back to being top-notch programming and content and storytelling and all that. But you're tr- the getting the person that, like Jeremy, who at one time, Impact's, Impact TNA is great. Now they suck. I'm not watching them more. And they literally turned it off where – now they're back and say, "No, no, Impact's great again. They've done they've done a great job." They want that fan that turned it off to actually do what Jeremy did and still continue to try to watch it and give it another chance, and then therefore exactly. have their opinion changed. So, you know, all it takes is for people like me and you to keep talking about it. Other other podcasts to mention it to see the to see people saying, "Wow, you've got to see so and so. You got to see and so and you got to see Callie Ray, one of the best women independent." Um, Girls on the independent scene who's now signed with Impact, you got to watch her, man. She's amazing. Look what, and then you start thinking, man, man, I love to see her with Charlotte. I love to see her with Sasha Banks. I love to see her with, not to mention, so many other girls in Impact. She could Madison Rain, you know, all the, which I, I mean, I just feel like, and this is not any spoiler because it's not, and I can go ahead and tell you, it's not been leading that direction in the last seven weeks, but I just feel like in the future, you're going to see Callie Ray move towards Madison Rain, and I think that match is going to be off the chain. Um, and I just hope, um, cross our fingers, I'm there still, and I can referee that one. But, um, well, uh, Jeremy, do you have any more comments here before we close out? No, man, I think, I think we, we did a good job covering everything, and I'm excited for night two of Rebellion. Awesome, sounds good. 
Well, uh, you can get us on the Podcast Avenues, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, I think is what it's called, um, <laughs> TuneIn Radio app, Apple Podcast, iHeartRadio, um, or just ringsidepodcast.com, Podbean. I mean, you just name it. We're out there on all, all the platforms. And th- shout out to our, to our partner with the Barnburner Network and the Barnburner Network app. Yeah. Through the Barnburner Network, we are all, we're also on a, a, another 120 platforms. All, just pretty much anywhere you can get a podcast, we are there. If not, if we're not there, let us know and we'll get there. Um, and um, you can get us all on the social media, the Instagram the Twitter and the Facebook at Ringside Podcast. Don't forget to look for that picture. Comment with the code word balls or re- reply on Twitter with the code word balls, and you will be entered in to win uh, hashtag oh Ringside giveaway. I must be following one of three or all three accounts so to be able to, to enter to win. And uh, and then, um, yeah, share that, by the way, with friends, and, and the more the more it helps out. And then uh, on the it's individually on the Twitter, I'm at Daniel Spencer. I'm at Jeremy underscore CSE. All right. And, um, guys, we appreciate it. As always, in the meantime and between time. Until next time, you can catch us ringside. See ya. <laughs>